It's Thursday, February 16th. You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. A 19-year-old white supremacist has been sentenced to life in prison without parole for killing 10 black people in a Buffalo supermarket last May. During his sentencing on Wednesday, Erie County Judge Susan Egan told Peyton Gendron there is no place for him or his hateful, ignorant, evil ideologies in a civilized society. There can be no mercy for you, no understanding, no second chances. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community. You will never see the light of day as a free man ever again. Gendron pleaded guilty in November to state charges including murder and domestic terrorism motivated by hate. The terrorism charge is what carried the automatic life sentence. He still faces federal charges that could result in a death sentence if prosecutors choose to seek it. Before his sentencing yesterday, Gendron had to face the victim's family members who talked about their grief and anguish. Barbara Macy Maps shouted in anger at Gendron for killing her sister, Catherine Macy. I want to, you better stick those places. You better say, cops, be careful protecting me, because I will hurt you so bad. You have made me sick. You got my family crying. I miss my sister. At one point, Gendron had to be whisked out of the courtroom by security when a man in the audience rushed toward him. Wayne Jones, whose mother, Celestine Cheney, was killed in the massacre, told Gendron that he had been brainwashed by racist conspiracy theories. The Internet is the issue. They frame, you're only 18. You can, obviously, you couldn't hate. You don't even know black people that much to hate them. Gendron delivered his own brief statement acknowledging that he shot and killed people because they were black. He said he believed what he had read online and acted out of hate and now can't take it back, but wished that he could. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office lead overdose investigator says the crisis is getting worse. Deputy Mike Favada responds to hundreds of overdoses a year. He says drug dealers are routinely using fentanyl to blend with their supply of heroin and other drugs. This has made the situation more deadly. He also says the population of users includes a growing number of teenagers. The fentanyl is not going away. Targeting the schools, really informing the parents. The parents need to be involved in their children's lives to really understand what they're going through. Favada was a guest on WXXI's Connections with Evan Dawson. Data from Monroe County show overdose deaths are at a record high. One of Rochester's oldest, best-known companies is getting new top executive, and it's a familiar name for Bausch & Lomb. WXXI's Randy Gorman reports. The company, which has its corporate owner based in Canada and still has key manufacturing operations on North Goodman Street in Rochester, has named Brent Saunders as its next CEO and chairman. Saunders will succeed Joseph Papa, who announced last summer he would step down from his roles as CEO and a member of the board of directors. Saunders returns to Bausch & Lomb after having served as CEO from 2010 to 2013. And the company said on Wednesday that he has more than 25 years of leadership in healthcare companies. Saunders rejoins B&L as that company is in the process of being spun out of a larger healthcare firm, which is Bausch Health Companies. Bausch & Lomb has one of its main contact lens manufacturing operations in Rochester, where it employs about 1,200 people. Randy Gorman, WXXI News. Organizers exploring a downtown Rochester Business Improvement District, or BID, are asking for community input 
And they're holding a series of public meetings and beginning today, open office hours to get it. Under a bid, property owners agree to tax themselves to pay for additional or expanded services. Galen Brooks heads the Rochester Downtown Partnership, which is spearheading the effort. In the weeks and months ahead, it will include several public meetings, a survey, and small group discussions. So those are really intended to target different segments of the community and make sure that their voices are heard, their needs, their perceptions are understood in informing the development of the district plan. And then we also have several pop-ups planned as well setting up at pre-existing events. District boundaries and how the bid will function have yet to be determined. The partnership set an optimistic goal of crafting a draft plan by May, but Brooks said it's more likely to be released by June or sometime this summer. The idea does have its critics who raise concerns about transparency and accountability. For more on the schedule of public events, go to rochesterdowntownpartnership.org. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.